On the Posik in this week's parasha in the Seris Adibris, remember the day of Shabbos to sanctify it. State the Mechilta, the Mechilta says. In Yisrael, in the Aseris Adibris, it says Zachar. In Veschanan, in the Aseris Adibris, it says Shomer, Yom Shabbos. Keep the day of Shabbos rather than remember the day of Shabbos. So the Mechilta says both of them, both words, Zachar and Shomer, were said at the same time. Hashem uttered the same words at once. Mechaluleo um, Moisiumos, another instance of that is. It says in the Pasuk, the ones who desecrate the Shabbos shall be put to death. And then there's, uh, it says in the Pasuk, on the day of Shabbos, one should bring as an offering in the Beis HaMikdash two lambs, which means to desecrate the Shabbos, because you shech the lambs, and so when you do things which are not permitted on Shabbos. Shnei and Bedibir Echad, both of them were said in the same word, they were uttered at the same time. And what, in other words, one cancels out the other. Ervas Eishas Achicha, the uh, you shall not uh, a person should not be involved with his with the wife of his brother. Then the pasuk says Yuvama the brother of the deceased husband of a woman that doesn't have children should be should marry her. So that contradicts the pasuk that says that one should not be involved with his brother's wife. They also were uttered at the same time. In other words, cancelling each other out in certain circumstances. The Pasuk says, do not wear a mixture of wool and linen. And then it says, you shall make for yourself tzitzis on your woolen garment. <coughs> there too, they were both said at the same, uttered at the same time. Um, and therefore, tzitzis are permitted to be uh, a mixture of wool and linen, shatnas. This is something that is impossible for a human being to be able to do so, to utter two words at the same time. Shenemar, as it says, and it goes on. Vaiter is a mamshich. Then he continues in the Mechilta. Zohar v'shamar, it says Zohar in the first in Yisrael and Shomer in Beschanan. Zohar milafanov, this teaches that you have to remember Shabbos at the end, when Shabbos comes in, at the beginning of Shabbos. Shomer Melachrov, you shall guard Shabbos at the uh, at the end of Shabbos. Mikan Omru from here we, the Chachamim learned that that you have to add from the holiness, uh, sorry, from the from the mundane day to the holiness. In other words, one should start Shabbos a few days, a few uh, moments earlier. Um, while it's still Friday, you should start keeping Shabbos already then, even though it's not yet technically Shabbos. The same at the end, you should continue to keep Shabbos a few minutes into Mitzoy Shabbos, into Saturday night, to add a few minutes of holiness of Shabbos into the regular day. Uh, Moshe is Avon gives a parable of a uh, of a wolf shoot. He seizes from the front and from the back. So Shabbos also seizes a few minutes before it starts, seizes a few minutes after it ends. Dafen verstehen, so we have to understand about this. Is Yudua as alle perushim have in zolmuvart other inyan? We know it's well known that every interpretation of the same word or the same pasuk or matter 
are connected to each other. Especially in this case, that the two interpretations of Zohar B'Shamer come in continuation to each other in the Mechilta. In other words, saying that they're linked somehow. So what's the connection between the first statement of the Mechilta? where he enumerates all those things which were said in the same utterance. With the second explanation, that Zohar at the beginning, Shomer at the end, from here they learned that you have to add a few minutes of onto the holiness from the regular day. So we'll understand this by first explaining in the Drosha Samachilta what the Mechilta teaches that you have to remember the before Shabbos and keep some more at the end of Shabbos. <coughs> we have to understand about that. From them was the Mechilta learned Arois. And the fact that the Mechilta knows the din of that you have to add to the holiness from the regular day from Pasuk Zohar Hashem Shabbos from the Pasuk which talks about Shabbos remember the Shabbos day is mashma it would seem that this is something that relates for the most part at least to Shabbos it's learned from Shabbos we have to understand that this halacha that you have to add a little bit to the holiness of the day is the It also relates equally to Yom Kippur and to Yom Tov. And as the Gemara says in the Gemara, wherever it talks about rest, a day of rest, which is Yom Tov and Yom Kippur as well. The halacha is that you have to add some onto the day, for, uh, some holiness onto the day, and some of the time of the regular week onto the holiness of the day. So it doesn't only relate to Shabbos, but if you learn it from the Pasuk Shabbos, it would seem that it's something particular, specific to Shabbos. Mekenish Zogna the Limud is not an Asmachta Ba'alma for Pasuk, and it's difficult to say, impossible to say perhaps, that the learning it from Zohar Hashem Shabbos is not really meant to be that this is where you learn the halacha from, but rather that it is, they found a supporting pasuk in the Torah which indicates, alludes to the fact that there should be an addition to the day of Shabbos before and after. But not that this is where we learn the halacha from, and that's why it doesn't relate only to Shabbos. For the drashe because this drasha about Zohar Shomer that you have to add to the, at the beginning and end of Shabbos is is part of a is within the context of a whole bunch of different teachings of words you know that were said together at the same time which teach us halachas and not just an asmachta but they are where we learn it from. But that we use those psukim to teach us actual dinim and atayra. What are they? From them was Zohar Veshamish name and Nehmer Medvirachad Lentman up as Nashim Chayavas Bekidush Ayyem Devar Tayra. From the fact that Zohar and Shamar were said together, we know another halacha in regards to Shabbos, which is that women are chayiv to make kiddush, to hear kiddush, or to be part of, to have kiddush. 
Why? Because we learn Kiddush from the word Zohar. Remember it. Remember it by saying the words, sanctifying it in words. Um, we learn it from the fact that whoever, it, usually women are exempt from a positive mitzvah, which Zohar is, which is related to a specific time, which of course Shabbos is. But because they are part of Shomer, which is the negative aspect of Shabbos, they're not allowed to do Malacha. And that they are part of because they're, they're chayev to do every loisasa. So just because they were set together, that draws uh, a similarity between the Shomer and the Zohar. Whoever is obligated in the mitzvah of Shomer is also obligated in the mitzvah of Zohar, from which we learn that women have to have Kiddush. Whoever is obligated to do Shmira, which means to keep Shabbos and not do Malacha, also has to do the remembering of Shabbos Kiddush. Another thing, from the fact that the, the Pasuk which says, whoever desecrates Shabbos will be put to death. And then the Pasuk will be, on the day of Shabbos, shall bring two lambs as Karbanas. And then there is the two Psukim, the, that uh, a person should not be involved with his uh, brother's wife and Yavama Yavayaleh he should marry his brother's wife teaches us another thing as we'll soon conclude Laisulba Shatnas the two psukim do not wear Shatnas and Gedilim Tasluch shall wear Tzitzis Bediber Echad were also said in one uh, in one st- uh, utterance Lent Merab from these three psukim we learn that Hakrovas Tomid B'Shabbas that we have an obligation to bring the carbon tamid on Shabbos as well, even though you might think that on Shabbos you're not allowed to shecht. So it teaches us no, because they're set together, therefore you are allowed to. Yibum, it teaches us the laws of Yibum, that if a, a man dies and leaves his wife uh, childless, they didn't have any children, so she has to marry his older brother, or Chalitza, although normally it's strictly prohibited to marry your brother's wife. Unkelayim tzitzis, and also teaches that you're allowed to have uh, shatness in your tzitzis. And then, on the drasha there's another drasha afterwards in the mechilta, that you should remember Shabbos also on Sunday, then on su- come Sunday comes, remember Shabbos. How? That if there, uh, something good comes up, you have an opportunity to buy a good piece of food, set it aside, buy it and set it aside for Shabbos that's how Shammai sees it and then there's also what Rabbi Yitzchak teaches you shouldn't count days as other people count their calendar but by us we counted Sunday and Monday means the day uh, there are six days, more days till Shabbos, or it's the day after Shabbos, and so on. It's all centered around Shabbos. The week centers around Shabbos. And this halacha to us, that one has to remember Shabbos not only on Shabbos, but that we have to remember Shabbos throughout the week, and therefore, when a good portion comes up, set it aside for Shabbos, or that you should count your days of the week to Shabbos relate them to Shabbos in other words remembering Shabbos throughout the week is according to the Ramban at least that this is a mitzvah so we see that all the other drushas in the Mechilta in this context are all halachas which teach a mitzvah so how could you say that um, that 
having uh, starting Shabbos early and ending it a little bit late is only on the smachta and it's not really meant to be learned from this pasuk. As he says it inside, is Therefore, it's very difficult to say as the that in that particular drasha, remember at the beginning and uh, keep a, more, a little more at the end, which is insert is amongst those other drashas that we just talked about, should only be considered an asmachta and not the actual place from which we learn it. Gimel. It would seem that one could say, that that is in fact the machlaikis between the machilta and the b'raise. And the machilta halt nish as kolmok and shenemesh shvuz mesivim al enchelol akedish that because the Brais, the Mechilta, learns it from Zohar Hashem Shabbos, it indeed disagrees with the Brisa in the Nshas, that wherever it says resting, you have to add at the beginning at the end. In other words, how could you ask a contradiction between the Mechilta and the Brisa? Maybe they disagree on this matter. So there, so he says, but you can't say that. The Bald Abaras is a klal, as lafushim plukta leimafshinan. Since we have a rule that we always try to minimize the disagreements between different areas in Torah, rather than increasing the amount of disagreement, is nishmistaber machadazain. So therefore, it doesn't seem logical that we should say that the mechilta is machulik in the brisa and the din that the mechilta argues with the brisa in regards to the final halacha on this matter. See the dim from Teisus and Orba Shabbos or the Eich by Yom Tov Yom Kippurim. Whether the the halacha that you have to add a little bit to Shabbos only pertains to Shabbos, which is what the Mechilta would say, and that the Brisa holds that it pertains to every Yom Tov. It's difficult to say that the why do we have to insist that the Mechilta disagrees on this matter? Nor the chilek tzvishuzei is nor mashmoz darshan. It would be more logical to say that they both agree that you have to add to the holiness of every yomtiv. They only argue about where do we learn it from, from which pasuk do we derive it. As later brayse lentman of the tesis by Shabbos, by Shabbos from Zalman pasuk v'yemekipurim v'yomtiv. That according to the brayse we learn this halacha in regards to Shabbos from the same place that we learn it in regards to Yom Kippur and the rest of the Yom Tevin. Mashenkin like the Mechilta is the Teis of Shabbos Faranan Oiftu Basit Nishtobe Yom Kippur and Yom Whereas the Braise says, no, there's a special Pasik that teaches it in regards to Shabbos. Even though there is also a Pasik that teaches it in regards to Yom Kippur and Yom Why do we need a special Pasik to teach it by Shabbos? Because there's something new and novel which is taught in regards to Shabbos. There's something different about how you have to add to Shabbos that doesn't pertain to Yom Kippur and the and the Yom Tov. and this unique halacha which pertains only to Shabbos, learned menav from pasuk Shabbos We learn it from the fact that we learn Taisus Shabbos in regards to Shabbos from Zacharias Shabbos Lakatshe that teaches that there is something different about the way we add to the holiness of Shabbos. Whereas the Braise doesn't hold that there is something unique and special about the halacha of Taisa Shabbos that doesn't pertain to the others. And this is the reason that the Braise holds 
that there's nothing unique about the, uh, about Tais Shabbos over the other Yom Tevim is because we learn Tais Shabbos from the other Yom Tevim and Yom Kippur, and therefore there's nothing different and unique about Shabbos. So that makes more sense to say that that's the machlekes between the Brisa and and the Mechilta, whether there's something unique about Shabbos in the fact that we learn it from a different pasuk according to the Mechilta. According to the Brisa, they say that it, uh, the Brisa holds that there's nothing special about Shabbos in regards to this matter because we learn it from the same Sukkim as we learn Yom Kippur and Yom Tevim, Taisus Yom Kippur and Taisus Yom Tevim. But it's difficult to say that that the Mechilta doesn't hold that wherever you wherever it says Shvus, you have to have Taisus. In other words, to say that the the Mechilta doesn't hold of Taisus Yom Kippur and Yom Tevim is a very difficult position to take and there's no need to take it. Yes, And we could even explain as Adem Chiddush and Teisus Shabbos that what is this Chiddush that happens by Teisus Shabbos? Is the Mechilta Maramez, the Mechilta alludes to it mit Moshul is Eivshum Teirav Melefonim Ela by introducing this parable from a, a wolf that seizes from the front and from the back and that's what teaches what's unique about the Shabbos, Taisa Shabbos. L'chayr is nishmuvim because it would seem difficult to explain. As in fact, the commentaries ask, Vos gitsu de mashal in the Avon of Naminya as Mesim Mechayel What is added? What is the Mechilta trying to say by giving this parable of a, a wolf that seizes from the front and the back? What, what does that explain about, which we don't understand on our own, that Shabbos takes a little bit from the front, a little bit at the back, at the beginning and at the end, and what is added by the muscle of the wolf. Now we'll understand it. as will now explain. The explanation is, This idea, how this occurs, that we add at the beginning of Shabbos and at the end of Shabbos, can be seen in three different ways. There are three different halachic approaches to how this happens, to what happens. Number one is Sizda Mitzvah Ivdam Odom Azadaf Ivzich Mekabel Zain Tesis of Shabbos. The mitzvah is that the person should accept a few minutes before Shabbos as a personal acceptance. I will start keeping Shabbos now. Nish Tzuton Do Dan Kamelacha not to do in a melacha at that time. What happens if he didn't do it? He forgot, or he just didn't do it. He didn't accept a few minutes earlier that Shabbos will begin now for me. And he didn't accept this additional few minutes. Then he can do Malacha all the way up until the actual beginning of Shabbos, which begins as soon as the Shkia happens, at sunset. That's when Shabbos officially begins. That's when he's pro- prohibited to doing Malacha. But the Torah wants him to accept it a few minutes earlier. But if he didn't accept it a few minutes earlier, Shabbos only begins at sunset, not before. A second way of seeing it is, even if a person neglects to officially accept upon himself a few minutes earlier to start keeping Shabbos now 
is if M chal der isa from Malachi Shabbos in Zmanatayis is balkarchei. The prohib the prohibition to do malacha during those few extra minutes is is forced upon him, whether he accepts it or not. He must accept it upon himself. Even if he didn't accept it upon himself, it's accepted on his behalf. He is prohibited to do any malacha during those few minutes. Which means the Torah imposed the prohibition to do malacha a few minutes before Shabbos begins. Legally, Shabbos begins at sunset. But the Torah insisted that a few minutes before you're not allowed to do malacha. And therefore, even if he didn't accept it, the Torah already imposes upon him that he's not allowed to do malacha during those few minutes. On the tzad in the tzayefanim is the, there's the common denominator between these two approaches. Both of them, the obligation not to do malacha, the prohibition to do malacha is on the person. It's not that Shabbos has been extended a few minutes earlier. Shabbos starts at sunset. The person is uh, is prohibited from doing malacha a few minutes earlier. Not in them, in them, gufas and in dots, but even in that, of Gavra, there are two different ways in which you can see it. Number one, the Israel and Gavra is Mitzadzain Kabbalah, that the prohibition for him to do Malacha is dependent on his accepting those few minutes, and if he didn't accept it, so then it, it doesn't occur. But he still has a mitzvah that he has to accept it. Number two is his chalav afem the iser afilu is nishma kabel. The other way is the second way, which is that even if he doesn't officially accept a few minutes uh, earlier, the Torah imposes upon him that he's not allowed to do malacha during those few minutes. That's the first two ways adrit noif. And then there's a third way of seeing how the Taisa Shabbos works. The isafa mechayil al hakodesh kumt from Shabbos alein. The addition. The, the extra few minutes of holiness is not the pers- on the person, but Shabbos itself invades the few minutes earlier than the, the legal onset of Shabbos. And as is known in, uh, in uh, Gemara talk, the Cheftzef and Shabbos, that it is the Shabbos itself, not that the person must begin to keep Shabbos, but that the Shabbos itself has already begun a few minutes before Shabbos, is Moisim Malafanim Malachrov invades the space, or the time actually, invades the time a few minutes earlier, invades the time, spills over into the few minutes later, after Shabbos ends, and that becomes, takes on the holiness of Shabbos itself. The holiness of Shabbos spills over a few minutes earlier, spills over a few minutes later, um, therefore of course as a result it means that a person is not allowed to do malacha during that time but not because he is not allowed, permitted to but because Shabbos has started a few minutes earlier Shabbos ends a few minutes later those are the three ways hey and that's what the Mechilta is saying the din from a sifim mechayla lakaidish l'shitas abraisa hashas. The halacha of adding to the holiness of Shabbos according to the brisa 
is nor atzibe ifen adam. Bryce holds that this is something which is imposed on the person. Shabbos doesn't start early. Shabbos starts when Shabbos starts. But the person is commanded to take on Shabbos, to start conducting himself in the holiness of Shabbos a few minutes before Shabbos actually begins. As the Brysa says, wherever it says resting, the person has to add and start resting a few minutes before the actual day of the Yom Tev or Shabbos begins. It's something which pertains to the person's act of resting, in other words, withdrawing from Malacha. And Daf Shaivazain from Malacha, she has to rest, not refrain from do, doing any Malacha, also in the few minutes of weekday which is adjacent to the actual day of Shabbos or Yantav. But according to the Mechilta, is by Shabbos da'a tifere inyan in dem In regards to Shabbos particularly, there is a deeper connection, there's a deeper, Shabbos takes on a greater holiness, a deeper holiness than happens on Yom Tev and Yom Kippur. A Shabbos gufa is meisam ul'achrav. That Shabbos itself invades the time, the few minutes before and the few minutes after. The third way that we said. And that's what the Mechilta is trying to say by bringing that Moshul of the, of the wolf. Similar to a wolf that seizes from before and after. Just by the wolf. It's the wolf that seizes from the front and seizes from the back. So also, when Shabbos takes a few minutes from the at the beginning and at the end is as an oifen as the Shabbos gufa is tayrif milfanam milachar what it means is Shabbos itself invades that time and it becomes uh, minutes of Shabbos v'yashloimar as oich das is mudgish and drash samachilta and we could say that this is also brought out in the mechilta in the teaching of the mechilta in a different way the fact that the Mechilta learns it from the Pasuk Zohar B'Shomer Zohar and Shomer are a positive mitzvah to remember Shabbos by, let's say, by making Kiddush and Shomer means to keep Shabbos by not doing Malacha which are halachas which pertain to Shabbos itself Mashenkin laid the Gemara, whereas the Gemara, where does it learn? Vasmalent say Allah up for Yom Kippurim. How does the Gemara know that you have to be Meisim Mechel Lakedish? We learn it all from a pasuk by Yom Kippur. In the Limud as Maschil Mesana is the Limud as Maschil Mesana Mebayim by Yom Kippur. We learn that you have to start your fast before actually Yom Kippur occurs. In other words, a few minutes before the Yom Tov happens at the Shkiyah. What do we how do we know it from? How do we know where does the Pasik say that? From the Nisam It says you shall afflict your souls on the ninth day of the month. The ninth day of the month is Erev Yom Kippur. Why does it say on the ninth day? It says the ninth day in the evening. Which means of course in the simple reading, what it means is Yom Kippur night, Kol Nidri night, that's when you have to start your fast. But why does it say the ninth day in the evening? So we learn from there that you have to do, be afflicting yourself, meaning fasting, 
a little bit during the ninth of uh, Tishrei as well. So we learn from there that you have to be mysif a little bit, that you have to fast a little bit during the ninth day, just a few minutes before the actual tenth day starts at the Shkia. And we learn from Yom Kippur for all the Elim Tevim as well. <coughs> so why, what do we learn from that type of teaching? The Tisha. In the ninth, it's clear and in fact emphasized by the Pasuk that the ninth day is not Yom Kippur. So we're, we're, it's not that Yom Kippur has invaded the ninth day, in other words, the way it does by Shabbos according to the Mechilta, but rather we must fast a little bit on the ninth day. Not that the ninth day has become the tenth day of Tishrei, it remains the ninth day. And the obligation is upon the individual that he must fast, she must fast during a little bit, a few minutes during the ninth day as well. So in other words, we, the psukim from which we learn it also indicate this. According to the Mechilte, we learn from Zohar Shamar, which teach the halachas in regards to Shabbos itself, that on Shabbos you're not allowed to do these malachas. And in Bayom Kippur it teaches that it's called the ninth day. Ninth day. In other words, it acknowledges, the Bryce acknowledges that when you have to fast a few minutes earlier, it's your, you have to fast during the ninth day. To explain the Tam, Favoz, the Din is Ladasa Mechilta, Dafke, Beshabas, and Nishbe, Yom Why is there, according to the Mechilta, a difference, and a pretty fundamental difference, between Shabbos and the other Yom Mtev in regards to this matter? The answer is while doses behesem some klodus the gechilitzushin kedusha shabbos kedusha yom kippur v'yamtiv. There is a fundamental difference between the holiness which is attached to shabbos and the holiness which is makes up a yamtiv, including yom kippur. Shabbos is mekatsha v'kaimen. Shabbos is something that occurs. Hashem set set shabbos in motion at the six days of seven days of creation. And since then, it's been coming up, comes up every seven days regularly. It's a thing which is embedded into the day of Shabbos, that it is a holy day. It happens on its own. doesn't need any assistance from us, the Jewish people, to make Shabbos a holy day. It is inherently holy. The holiness of Shabbos is embedded into the day of Shabbos. And the far is oich teisu Shabbos and any of us come from the chefzer and nishtoli in gabra, and that's why the holiness that Shabbos takes from the a few minutes early and a few minutes later is also that type of thing. It's embedded, it's inherent to the few minutes la- uh, earlier and later that Shabbos invades that time and makes it into a holy time. Not that we, you know, uh, we said that right. Masha Enkain, where is Yom Kippur Yom in regards to the Yom Tevim, including Yom Kippur, is Yisrael the Kachin Lizmane. How does a day Yom Kippur get set, or the day of uh, Pesach get set? Because the Bezdin declares Rosh on a particular day, which they not choose, but they do it according to the, the witnesses' testimony about the moon, and that's when they set Rosh According to that, we know when the 15th day of the month is, or we know when the 10th day in regards to Yom Kippur. So who made that day into a holy day? The Bezdin made it into a holy day. It's not inherently holy. Also, 
it's, it's just a regular Tuesday. And then the Bezdin imposes the holiness of Yom Kippur onto that Tuesday. And therefore, when we talk about adding a few minutes to that day of Yom Kippur and Yom Tev, it's not something that is the chefza, that the few minutes are a holy time, like it would be by Shabbos. But rather, what happens is just like it was the people that imposed the holiness onto the Tuesday to make it into Yom Kippur. So the few minutes before that, uh, before that time, is also a mitzvah on the people that they must bring a state of holiness to that time by fasting during that time and not doing malacha during that time. But it's not something that is embedded and inherent to the time that it becomes holy on itself. That's why the Mechilta makes a disting- distinguishes between how it happens on Shabbos and how it happens on Yom Tev and Yom Kippur. The Chilak and the Limit are now Tzishna Mechilta and the Gemara. This difference between the way the Mechilta sees it and the Gemara sees it is Negeil HaLacha also has ramifications in HaLacha. And one of the, one amongst other differences would be this one example of a difference <coughs> according to the Gemara the Braise is the Chiyav this obligation to add to the holiness is the same on Shabbos as on Yom Tov as the Pasuk says as the Gemara the Braise says wherever it says the mitzvah of resting you have to add a few minutes of resting it's one command to the person which is shared by Shabbos and all the Yom that wherever it says to rest he has to add to the time that he rests and which is the reason that by all the Yom Tevim meaning Yom Tev, Yom Kippur and Shabbos they're all learned from the same Pasuk because the same mitzvah the mitzvah is if you were told to refrain from halacha to rest you must add a few minutes that's what it's based on if you're told to rest uh, add a few minutes and that's equal to Shabbos Yom Tevin Yom Kippur but according to the Mechilta is the Din Teis Shabbos where the idea of rest adding to the Shabbos is something which Shabbos itself seizes that time whereas in regards to Yom Kippur and Yom Tev it happens in a different way as we explained the <coughs> from this it comes out there is a difference in how it's seen on Shabbos and Yom Tev according to Shas. So the adding of the time before Shabbos is a positive mitzvah. Thus, haste the mensch tutam aloch. Only a mitzvah sesa. It says wherever from the pasuk that you shall rest, and therefore we know that you have to add. So it's a it's a mitzvah which pertains to the mitzvah of resting. You have to be resting during that time. Thus, haste as the mensch tutam aloch in zmana teisus. Meaning to say that if a person were to actually do a malacha during that time, which he added to the holiness of Shabbos, whether it's 
because he accepted formally upon himself that these few minutes is going to be adding to the holiness of Shabbos, or even without his having officially taken on the few minutes, according to what we said before, that there are two ways to see it, either that you have to accept the, day, the time of resting, or the Torah imposes those few minutes on you. Is an oiver of an esse, but if he did malacha during that time, he only violates an esse. The mitzvah of you shall rest on your Shabbos, meaning a few minutes before and after as well. As the Brisa says, wherever it says to rest, it means to add a few minutes. If you do a malacha during that time, you violated that mitzvah, say, that positive mitzvah. But according to the Mechilta, that Shabbos itself spills over into the few day, minutes before and a few minutes after. So now, if the few minutes before Shabbos have become Shabbos, so then when you do a malacha, you're violating what the Torah says, do not do any malacha on Shabbos. It's now Shabbos, so you also violated that law. It's there because that's the holiness of Shabbos has come to that time, and therefore you would have violated a mitzvah loisase as well. Zion. Alpia now, based on what we said before, as Leimachshinim plukta, that we tried to minimize the... Uh, occurrences of disputes, disagreements between different areas in the Gemara, between the Mechilta and the Gemara in this case. It would seem that we should now say as that maybe we could say that the Gemara also agrees with the Mechilta that Shabbos also invades in the space, the time of the day, uh, the few minutes before and after. So then, what's the difference between the Chilta and the Gemara? The Gemara is nor Moisif Nochalimud, but the the, the Gemara adds another thing on top of what the Mechilta says, which is that B'Shabbos is Eich Da'a Mitzvah Chiyav. If I mention Mekabel Zayin Deisav Mechel LaKedush, that by Shabbos the the Gemara says there is now an obligation for the person to personally accept that time, not just to let it happen, the, the time, Shabbos took a few minutes at the beginning, a few minutes at the end, regardless of what you did or thought or wanted, but that you also have to formally <coughs> formally accept it. And also it's difficult to say, to say this. Why is that? Because since it's a din in Shabbos itself, a Shabbos guf is teirev, if we're now saying that the, mechilta, that the Gemara agrees, that Shabbos seizes a few minutes before and after, then what are you adding by agreeing, by accepting it? Shabbos comes whether you accept it or not. What's the point of accepting it? And so maybe it's difficult, but we could still explain it that this could be compared to what we find in regards to Shabbos itself. Although Shabbos is, comes whether you accept it or not, whether you bestow holiness upon it or not, it's holy because it just is. 
still there's a mitzvah for the Yid to declare Shabbos as a holy day. That's what the meaning of Kiddush is. The Torah says, remember the day of Shabbos to make it, to sanctify it. In other words, make Kiddush. Declare it to be holy, even though it's holy whether you declare it or not. So there is a mitzvah to do that. And maybe that's what the Shas is saying, that by Shabbos it's, a, it's incumbent upon us to sanctify that time by declaring it holy. <coughs> that even though the addition, the additional time of, uh, grabbed by Shabbos is holy on its own, still there, the Shas says, there is now an obligation for the person to accept it as a holy time. So that could be an answer. But we can say this. But in the Gemara, in other words, we would like to be able to minimize, to bring together the Mechilta and Shabbos, but it's difficult to say that. Because in the Gemara is Madgish Kenal, Kol Makam Shenem because the Gemara emphasizes that what is the base, the nature of the time that we add to Shabbos and Yom Tif, wherever it says that you should rest, that is, so you have to add to the time. From Vosunem is Mashma, the fact that the, the Gemara attaches it to the idea of Shvus, it teaches us three things. Number one, as the Esafa Machel in the Shvisim that this time that we add to Shabbos and Yom Tev, in what way do we add it? By refraining from doing Malacha during that time. But not that we should declare it as a holy time. Nowhere does it say in the Gemara that we should declare the additional time as holy. So it's difficult to say that. That's what the Gemara is trying to say. Number two, the, the Gemara says that wherever it says Shavuos, meaning Shabbos, Yom Tev and Yom Kippur, wherever it says, the, the halacha applies that you have to add. Meaning that Shabbos, Yom Tev and Yom Kippur are equal to this matter. And not as we are trying to say now, as the din that by adding Shabbos, the additional minutes of Shabbos are different in the fact that you have to accept it formally than Yom Kippur and, and the, and the Yom Tev, where you don't have to accept it formally. The Gemara seems to be equating them all. So, what's the basis of saying that there is a difference between them? Shabbos is the mitzvah normal kadzayin day safa. The difference would be that by Shabbos there is a mitzvah, there is an additional mitzvah to sanctify that additional time. And by Yom Tov is the ganze inyan belays to cheves And by Yom Tov it's just that you have to refrain from doing malacha and nothing more. So, therefore, that's another difficulty in trying to interpret that the mechilta and the gemara really agree. And a third point, which is the Iker, and this is the most important uh, point here. From them was Paskim Kail Shukhanarch. The fact that the Paskim, in, including the Shukhanarch itself, Paskin and Vidibraisa Hanal, they rule in favor of the Braisa. That it's a mitzvah minatayra to add to the uh, to the holy of the holiness of the day. On a state nishasizdan Isr Balab in Tomalach in Zman Fantasa Shabbas. <coughs> but no, nowhere in Shulchan Aruch does it say that there is a prohibition allowed to do malacha during those few minutes. It's more of a positive, a proactive thing. You must 
add to the holy day, but it doesn't say that there's a lot to do malacha then. That would be true only if there's, because it's Shabbos, on its, it's Shabbos is holy in its, itself. And therefore, Shabbos, you're not allowed to do malacha. Therefore, if you do malacha during that time, you're, uh, you're violating the prohibition to do malacha. It doesn't say that anywhere in, the, uh, in Shulchan Aruch. It just says that you have to add to the time. And so therefore, it seems that it's not, they don't agree with what, how the Mechilta seems to be framing it, at least the way the Rebbe explains the Mechilta. From them is Muchach, as the Gemara halt nish vide Mechilta. So from this it's clear that the Gemara does not agree with the Mechilta. On the Din, on the Din, Toysus is vide Pashalosh and the Gemara Shvus Menayin, nor Din together in Gavra, and that the Gemara holds that the additional minutes of Shabbos also are merely the, the idea of Shvus, of resting of refraining from doing malacha, but not that there is an isur malacha. So it's a chayvitz gavra, it's upon the person, and not that Shabbos has now invaded that time as well. So the Rebbe rejects the ability to bring together the mechilta and the, and the gemara on this matter. Ches, loiter has hanal, based on this explanation, in Mechilta, according to the way we understand the Mechilta, now the connection between this drasha of the Mechilta, of Sachav Shomer, to teach us that, it, uh, that a few minutes before and a few minutes after, what's the connection between this and Mechalalel Moisiumas? And the other drashas that are in Mechilta, which are, for instance, that if you violate Shabbos, you should be put to death. And that the fact that you have to bring the Karbonus, because they're both said in the same utterance. And then the one about that you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife, and that you should marry your brother's wife, were both said in the same utterance, which teaches you Vama. And in regards to the shatness and the tzitzis as well, what is the so? Why is this mitzvah? Why is the one about Shabbos said in the context of those? How do they inform each other? What do they do for each other? So to explain, in Pirusha Mechilta to explain the Mechilta in regards to these four things in which the Mechilta says that they were both, both Psukim were said in one utterance and therefore inform each other, you know, make conditions about the, each halacha in their own way. So in regards to that, Zogam Farshim, the commentary say, the Uftu is that what the Mechilta, what's so unique about this is, as Ven Sizda, the Esse is the Lav that in regards to these four situations, when you have the positive mitzvah that the Torah said, <clears throat> as we'll give an example in a minute, when the Torah says to do so and so, even though it contradicts another passage which said, don't do so and so, in each one of those cases, it means that the law, the prohibition that is found in that other passage, simply doesn't apply in the case of the mitzvah sesa. L'dugma, as an example. When you bring those two lambs as a carbon on Shabbos, 
which violates the prohibition to Shecht on Shabbos. Bringing those lambs does not in any way violate the Shabbos. It's as if the Torah made a condition. You know that I said in the Pasuk that you shouldn't violate the Shabbos. The condition is that it doesn't apply for those two lambs. For those two lambs it's not called violating Shabbos. As it is in Fal, when says Da'anessa, that it doesn't apply. Violate, the prohibition to violate Shabbos doesn't apply when there is a positive command to do a certain thing which could be seen as violating Shabbos. So the violation of Shabbos doesn't apply in that case. In Anderevet, to say it in other words. The fact that we do, in fact, bring those two lambs on Shabbos is nisht nor akima esed the kabbonis musafim atmid in the Shabbos. It's not only that since the Torah says that we should bring these lambs as the carbon tamid and the carbon musaf for Shabbos, so we do it. The esed is doichadim lav, and therefore, because the Torah says to do it, so even though we have a co- conflict between do not shecht on Shabbos, do shecht the two lambs. So the, we, we know that the positive command overrides the negative command. You're not allowed to shecht on Shabbos, do shecht these two lambs. So the positive command overrides and, let's say, sets aside, pushes aside the negative command for this particular event. Or Either you could say that it's hutcha, which means it's completely pushed aside, or that you could say that for this lamb, the Torah permits you to do it, right at this, you know, for this event. That's another discussion which is uh, about Yom Tov. Nor, das is oich, so that's not what it is. Nor, das is oich lav. So, but that it's the, what is happening is, that when the Torah puts these two sukim were, were uttered at the same time, the, the, the mitzvah to bring the two lambs is a condition for, through which the lav was created in the first place. Meaning to say, in regards to the bringing of these two lambs in the Beis Amikdash, is the lav melachatchil nishgezagavarim? The prohibition that the Torah says do not violate Shabbos doesn't pertain to those two lambs. Not that there is a prohibition to shecht lambs, but the Torah overrides that prohibition for the sake of bringing these two lambs as a carbon. No, that's not what it means. It means that the Torah built in a condition into the prohibition of shechting lambs on Shabbos, that it does not pertain to these two lambs. When you shech these two lambs, it is not affecting that prohibition. It doesn't, that prohibition doesn't include these two lambs. And that's why the post, these two psukim were said in one utterance. It's in order for the positive mitzvah of the lambs to cancel out the, uh, those two those two events of shechting a lamb that they do not apply in the, the, the prohibition of shechting lambs on Shabbos excludes those two lambs it doesn't take effect for those two lambs 
the, the negative mitzvah doesn't include those two lambs. The essa is a t'nai in them love, that the, there is a condition to when those, that prohibition takes place, the prohibition of shechting lambs on Shabbos. The positive mitzvah of bringing those two lambs cancels out that shechting, and therefore it doesn't take effect. When Hashem gave the prohibition to do malacha on Shabbos, it specifically excluded these two lambs. That's why they were said in the same statement. So that's how the Mepharshim explain the, uh, the, the three instances of the prohibitions which conflict with the positive and that the positive overrides the prohibition, that it means that there never was a prohibition set for these three cases. So, and therefore, in that context, the Bechilta says, And it's in that same context that the, the Mechilta says, there is another Pasik, which was said in one other in Zachar and Shomer, that uh, from here we know that you have to add. The dim from Shabbos is Nishnor and Gavra. What he's trying to say is that the adding on Shabbos is not just that the person needs to add to Shabbos, take upon himself to do more, to keep, refrain from doing malacha, nor in Shabbos Gufa, but that it becomes a condition in Shabbos itself. As the Irkidusha is a Chmispashim that Shabbos takes over those few minutes as well just like by the others, it becomes part and parcel of how the negative mitzvah is structured, that it's based on the positive mitzvah. So also by Zohar V'Shomer, Shabbos is conditional on this adding to the holiness of Shabbos, that Shabbos itself takes over that time. Tess. To delve a little deeper into the matter. By connecting this, uh, the idea of Zohar Lefanov, that uh, there has to be Taisa Shabbos, connecting that to the Drasha now to the, what he said before, that they were both said in the same utterance, is the Mechilta Malamed Nochan Inyan. The Mechilta teaches us another idea. In them was Hazev Tayrif. In regards to what he, how the Mechilta concludes it, that the wolf takes from the front and from the back. To explain, first we have to introduce this. L'cha'ira is the Pirush Hanal Nemru. What he explained earlier, what the Sicha has explained up until now. Noch nish bir maspik, it is not enough of an explanation to relate it to Ze'ev Teirif. as the is in the In order to tell us this idea that the uh, what the thesis of the Sicha has been until now, which is that the Esse is a condition in the Loises. In other words, that the Loises doesn't cover the, the case of the Esse, that it's not a lav for the in the conditions of the essa. It would be enough in order to teach that idea that this the conditions of the the uh, essa 
do not, uh, or rather, the loisus doesn't apply in the conditions of the essa. It would be enough if the two were written next to each other, be by yedetnai, just like any other condition that you, when there is a an exclusion to a condition, or there is a, a condition which excludes a certain situation from the rule. All you do is put it there as the next clause. Why does it take, in order to bring out that point, that this situation is an exclusion to the rule? Why does it have to be an extreme thing that Hashem utters it in the same sentence, in the same, uh, in, uh, all at once? It's a miraculous thing. This is something which is impossible for a person to do. Yet Hashem did it in order to bring out this point. Does, do we really have to go that far in order to bring out that there is an exclusion to this rule, to the loisese? So therefore, from them, so from this, the fact that they were uttered in the same utterance, it becomes clear as nishnor is the esat nai in them love. That not only is the is the, this an exclusion to the lab, the the situation of, you know, that, that that these are exclusions to the lab. As is the lab that we're in the case of this situation which leads to this essay, to this positive act which Hashem wants you to do. The the lab was not instituted for that situation to begin with. Nor noch mer, so it's not only that; it's even more. The love on the esses and an ein teichen. What it's really trying to say is that the what the love is trying to accomplish a certain situation, like in the case of Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos. The esse not only doesn't it contradict that love; it it it's an exclusion to that love, and therefore wouldn't interfere with that. To the contrary, this essa contributes and adds and is of the same nature as what the lav is trying to accomplish. To explain. Azevi Kedusha Shabbos is ein inyan, vazdrik tzachos in kamapratim. Just like the holiness of Shabbos is one theme which expresses itself in many details of how Shabbos is kept. Which includes also that you're not allowed to violate Shabbos. That would be contradictory to the holiness of Shabbos. Nishmachalos and Shabbos is mekadesh. When you don't violate Shabbos, it brings the holiness of Shabbos. That sanctifies Shabbos. Azoi oich is durcha kravos hakvasim is memakayim shlilus mechaluleha. So also. The contradictory term to the machal, that you shouldn't be machal Shabbos is you're bringing karbonas, which seem to be contradictory to the holiness of Shabbos. He says not only doesn't it undermine Shabbos, the bringing of the karbonas contributes to the non-violation of Shabbos. Them is nish makriv the karbonas for Shabbos if we would not. Bring these korbanos for Shabbos. Felt nish norendem kiyim amitzetzedet akarbos mesafim atmidim b'Shabbos. Not only would we be missing the mitzvah of having brought the ongoing korbanos of tmidim that you bring every day of the week, and also we would lack, we would lose the opportunity to bring the korban musaf for Shabbos. It's not only about missing out these opportunities of korbanos. 
Notice it's a gather from Mechaleleha, Chilul Shabbos. It would contribute to the, the desecration of Shabbos, not bringing these Karbonas. And from them is Muvana by Andarinyanam, and the same would also carry over to the other situations, the other, the, the tzitzis with the shatnas, and so on. So in other words, the reason that he brings it into the same utterance emphasizes a greater point of it doesn't contradict that love, it makes it even more. Doing it is what contributes to what the love is trying to accomplish. That's why it has to be in the same utterance. Yud, so based on this we could say, as midder smichas adroshas main the mechilted to melamedzain, that by bringing these um, teachings all all together, the the, the mechilted is trying to teach us, as al derus says, when he ate the minyan of Shabbos is tayref mufanav malachra, that the same is true also when the mechilted says that the Shabbos um, grabs from uh, seizes from the front and seizes from the back, that too is a part of this. It's not to say, in other words, the, the Machilta is trying to teach that there isn't two separate things here in regards to the uh, Shabbos. The Kedusha Shabbos and the Toggufa, there is the holiness, one might think, that there's the holiness of the day, the 24 hours of Shabbos, on the Tayrif, and then there is what what Shabbos seizes from the front and the back at the beginning and at the end the spreading of the Kedusha into the neighboring moments before and after Shabbos so that, as if that they were two separate things rather what he's trying to say is that just like the the Tupsukim are not, a, not only trying to resolve a contradiction, but rather pointing out that they're all one and the same. The bringing of the Karbonus is the non-desecration of Shabbos, is contributing to the holiness of Shabbos. So also, the few moments that be before Shabbos and after Shabbos are not just something which are similar to Shabbos, but slightly different. No, they are one and the same with Shabbos. Together from Ketusha Shabbos, but states from the Ketusha from Mesles, the the holiness of Shabbos, the idea of the holiness of Shabbos, is made up of the twenty-four hours of Shabbos. On Yom Shabbos Tzamim with the Ketusha Sholufan of Elachrab, together with and one body with the few moments before and one, few moments after, and they're not to be seen as two separate things. It's twenty-four hours plus a little before and a little after that makes up the holiness of Shabbos and they can't be seen as two separate things with perhaps slightly different levels and so on not at all it's all one thing one could say what is the difference how does it exp- uh, practically what's the difference between these two approaches whether it is two separate things or not number one one thing would be the few moments before Shabbos, can you begin to do the things which you're required to do on Shabbos, like for instance, Kiddush, during those few moments where it hasn't officially turned Shabbos, but now you're adding to the holiness of Shabbos, can you make Kiddush during that time? Can you be Yitzah, those things that which need to be done on Shabbos during those few moments before? So if you see them as two separate things, you wouldn't be able to. If you see it as one body, then you would be able to. Number two, if, as the Raghachabat uh, discusses, 
whether Shabbos is made up of moments which accumulate into one big day or is it all one singular moment the whole 24 hours is just one singular metzies um, so if you look at it that way mistaber, then it would be it would make sense to say as a staff according to the first way if you look at it as two separate periods the, the periods before Shabbos and after Shabbos and then the period of Shabbos itself so then you would only be able to say that what is when could you say that Shabbos is one entity not made up of a bunch of different moments then you could only attribute that to the 24 hours of Shabbos itself but you wouldn't be able to attribute it to the few moments before and the few moments after because they're two separate things so you can't say that two separate things make up one entity of Shabbos because those two those moments have a separate category but if you see it all as one big moment as Shabbos and the Taisa Shabbos are all one thing as Taisa Shabbos is a gather and chelik and kedusha Shabbos, that the additional moments are all part and parcel of the holiness of Shabbos itself. Gufa that it has contains the same holiness as Shabbos itself. Is oich Taisa Shabbos nichlu neding the kuda achas and less from Shabbos. So then those moments would also be included into that one entity that is called Shabbos, rather um, and it's not seen as two separate things. So that would also be inc- included into this question query that the uh, Rogachov poses about how Shabbos is to be seen. And this point is also alluded to in the mushal that the Mechilta brings of the wolf that seizes from the front and the back. The uftu in them is nishnor vas the ze'ev is der vas is terrible funnel achrov. It's trying to say that it's not just what the that we're talking about what the wolf, so to speak, Shabbos seizes from the front and the before and after, and not what others give, other things which contribute to that. Ubin Yonenu in in the, how does this translate to our matter by Shabbos? As the Esafavet Ugiton Duch Shabbos Gufa. In other words, it's not something else contributing a few moments to the holiness of Shabbos. It's Shabbos itself capturing holiness a few moments before and a few moments, moments later not as but rather it's that the wolf itself in our case Shabbos itself seizes from the front and the back and captures moments of holiness of Shabbos itself and not something which is being contributed from somewhere else in some other way that it's the person that, that, that takes upon himself holiness or so on so Shabbos itself is what is capturing before and after. So therefore, in the as far as Shabbos is concerned, it's the Shabbos itself which captures before and after. Yudalaf. The Tzemach Tzedek forbidden the Moshul is Evshu Teirum Mufanim Achrov from the Mechilta. Now the Tzemach Tzedek connects this Moshul of the Wolf from the Mechilta. Benigay Teisu Shabbos mitn Pasuk Binyamin Zeiv Yitrov. The Tzemach Tzedek connects it to the Pasuk which describes Binyamin as a wolf that seizes 
also. But the Gemara Zot, the Gemara says, Adas is Meram Ezoif Mizbeach. That this Biyom Ezoif Yitrav is talking about the Mizbeach. Which was in the area in Etzisrael, which belonged, which was under the uh, the inheritance of Binyamin, who was called the Tairif. And the Mizbeach is called the wolf. Just like the the wolf seizes, grabs, so also the Karbonus would grab, seize Karbonus. In other words, saying that the wolf is talking about the the mizbeach and the karbonus. Since everything, as the the tzemach describes, and this is sort of esoteric, but since everything expresses itself also in the simple nigla of Torah as well. While pianal yeshleim is a different one could say as the ruftuf in teisur shabbos for the mechildes merabes the marshal lezeiv shetayruf on the vachrav is oich dal derozer b'mizbeach. That which the uh, the mechilta invokes in regards to Taisus Shabbos can also be understood in regards to the halachas surrounding the mizbeach. In in the because both of them are called zeev teiruf, they're both the wolf. So somehow in the mizbeach we will also find a similar thing that is being brought out by the mechilta in regards to Taisus Shabbos. Just like Shabbos uh, incorporates in front, before and after Shabbos some of the time of the weekday and makes it into Shabbos. Ordinarily that time would not be considered holy. It's not part of Shabbos, but Shabbos pulls it in and captures it. The same... <laughs> could be said, could be understood about the Mizbeach and the fact, as he says, the Mizbeach grabs, seizes the Karbonus. As Oich carbon Pasel, what does it mean that the, that the Mizbeach seizes Karbonus? It means that if there is a, a carbon which became Pasel, it became invalidated, but in error it was brought up onto the Mizbeach, so you would think that it should be removed it's a postal carbon, it shouldn't be burnt on the Mizbeach so no, the Mizbeach captures it, seizes it and once it's up there, it doesn't go down you leave it, you burn it on the Mizbeach so so one could say just like by Shabbos the, by describing it as a wolf which sees us from the front and the back. The Mechilt is trying to tell us, teach us, that it's Shabbos itself which, be, uh, which takes over that time before and after, as he explained earlier at length. So also, when we talk about the Mezbeach seizing, which is compared to Zev Chaitiv Madgish, what is it trying to tell us? As Im is that when we say, that once the, the carbon, even though it's possible, went up onto the Mizbeach, it shouldn't leave the Mizbeach. It's not some side issue, but it is part and parcel. It comes from, it stems from the nature of the Mizbeach. Just like Taisu Shabbos stems from the nature of Shabbos, so also the fact that the, the carbon should not leave the Mizbeach comes from the nature of the Mizbeach itself.
Um, wie die Gemara lernt ab vom Passag, also die Gemara lernt es von der Passag, wie hier Eulah al-Mekta al-Mizbeach, that's the Eulah, which is on the pyre, on the Mizbeach, Mekadosh ha-Mizbeach, the Mizbeach sanctifies it. Once it gets up there, the Mizbeach is what brings it its holiness that it now cannot lead the Mizbeach. To teach you that the reason that it shouldn't come down is because of it has taken on the holiness of the Mizbeach, which is conferred on it upon it by the Mizbeach, as Rashi says. Rashi, that it's the Mizbeach that brings it that confers the holiness on it. I feel it not only. Uh, not only something which is a that even something which is possible that went up onto the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach makes it into, turns it into its bread. It becomes the possession, the bread, the food of the Mizbeach, the and therefore no longer removed, taken down from the Mizbeach. The point is that it's the Mizbeach and not some other condition which makes it remain, uh, take, gives it the holiness to remain on the Mizbeach. Thus haste, in other words, im yerdu, that when we say that if it went up onto the Mizbeach, it shouldn't come down, is nisha din Torah. It's not some condition in the laws of how you have to burn karbonus. It could be an element of how to burn karbonus. Nothing to do with the Mizbeach, just how do we treat the burning of karbonus. It could be an element of that. As Vibalda Mahatas that since you brought it up onto the Mizbeach, now it can't come down anymore, or the Nochmar even more. That not only should it not be taken down, but it becomes a positive thing. Not only that you can't take it down, but it's positive you burn it up there. But it's all an element of how to treat Karbonus, nothing to do with the Mizbeach capturing it. And not only that the Mizbeach gives it, confers holiness on it only in a negative sense, meaning, there could be another thing that the Mizbeach, it is an element of the Mizbeach, but the Mizbeach can confer on it that once it gets up there, you can't remove, take it down, but that it doesn't have a positive element that it now belongs to the Mizbeach and has to be burned on the Mizbeach. Nor Nachmed, therefore, he says it goes even further. As this is a din in Mizbeach, that this becomes a din in the Mizbeach. The Mizbeach is mekadosh b'kedushasay chaytif. Oich doses mitzadas meyot nishkin shaychas the Mizbeach. That the Mizbeach, because of its holiness, seizes even those things which essentially don't belong to the Mizbeach, because we're talking about a carbon which is possible. So it really shouldn't have been brought up onto there, just like the few minutes before Shabbos don't really belong to Shabbos, but Shabbos seizes them and makes them into the holiness of Shabbos, also, so also the Mizbeach, even though there's a carbon which didn't really belong up there. But it was brought up there, so now it gets it's seized and pulled into the holiness of the Mizbeach, um, so now that it has become sanctified by the holiness of the Mizbeach is Memele, therefore as uh, naturally layated, it shouldn't be taken down not only negatively that it shouldn't be taken down but even positively of course it's going to be burnt on the Mizbeach it belongs to the Mizbeach but this is still not enough. Because number one, 
because in the end it's only by the Mizbeach, it's only if the apostle carbon was taken on to the Mizbeach, then it shouldn't come down. But it's not similar to Shabbos where it happens on its own. That's what happens a few minutes of before Shabbos. Nothing has to happen in order to make those few minutes become part of Shabbos. Whereas here, there's a, it's only in the event. Number two, by the Mizbeach, we don't see the uh, where it is expressed that it seizes from the front and from the back. There's one idea of seizing, which is you brought it up there, it stays up there. Where is the Mala'achrav? And number three, Ve'ike, the main thing, the Inyan has a filo adobra apostle vet kodesh im olulimizbeach. This idea that even something that was possible becomes sanctified if it was brought onto the Mizbeach is nit nor by the Mizbeach achitzin doesn't apply only to the outer Mizbeach, but does gilichin to ze'ev teirev, which is about whom is said ze'ev teirev, that is like a, a, a wolf that seizes. Nor oich by the Mizbeach apnimi, that law applies also to the inner Mizbeach. When Alaklisharis, in fact, every Every, any utensil that is used in the service in the base of English, if something was put into it, it becomes sanctified. Even more so, Darton is Nochmer, by the Mizbeach Apnimi, its act of being able to capture something into its holiness is even more pronounced than by the Mizbeach Achitz and by the outer Mizbeach. Mizbeach Apnimi because by the Mizbeach HaPnimi if you put something onto it even if it's something that never belonged on there to begin with it's the kind of thing which doesn't get burnt on the Mizbeach HaPnimi at all for instance uh, the Mizbeach HaPnimi was used for Ketairus what happens if you put something else on it which was never supposed to be there to begin with it still seizes it into its holiness the outer Mizbeach only something which by nature does belong on there I don't know by nature is the right word but by halacha does belong on there but it became possible in this particular instance so then it captures it but if it's something that never should have been brought up onto the Mizbeach at all it never belonged on there in any shape, way, shape or form then it doesn't capture it so the Mizbeach HaPnimi is even more so. so and yet the Ze'ev Yitrov doesn't belong, doesn't apply to the Mizbeach HaPnimi. So how is that expressed on, in this particular case? Yud Gimov Yashleim, so we can answer that. Dos is Fabunim Edem Roshteitim Pasu Gufa Babinyamin. That this is connected to what it says about Binyamin. Baboyka Yechel Ad. In the morning he eats the plunder. In the evening he distributes the plunder. The Medrash says, oh, What does this mean? How does the Medrash interpret it in the context of applying it to the Mizbeach? The Mizbeach says, speaking in the context of Karbanas, what, the, what the, in the morning and in the evening means, in the morning you have to bring the one lamb as the carbon tomate of the morning and in the evening he distributes the plunder is referring to the second lamb which is brought in the, in the afternoon late in the afternoon for the second uh, carbon tomate 
to continue. What does this mean? This man from Avedis Karbanis Mikdash is Norbayim. The time of the service of Karbanis in the Beis Hamikdash took place only during the day. You could only bring Karbanis during the day. We learned us up from the Yom Tzavayse. We learned it from the pasuk that says, "On the day that he was commanded." So we, it's only during the day. Zet Menaber as Hekta Chalam Veivarim is Mitzvasim Kol Alayla. But on the other hand, we see that the burning of the fat and so on, the stuff that had to be brought up onto the Mizbeach, once it was brought up, it could continue to be burnt all night even after what it says that after the that's the concluding carbon for the day other than the carbon pesel but generally the concluding carbon of the day nothing can be brought after the carbon Tomid, so bein arbaim, the afternoon carbon tomid, but the burning of the of the fat and so on, the the limbs that were brought up onto the mizbeach can be done all night. Nor the noch the tomid shall bein arbaim. Yeah, when Adverel says the avoda from trumas adeshin, the same is true also about the taking off. There was uh, one of the services of the base of midrash was that first thing in the morning they would take scoops of the ash from the from the mizbeach from the day before, and it was taken off in a formal avoda and placed at the bottom of the Mizbeach. And that's an avoda which has nothing to do with the end of the, the previous day, taking off the ash, you would think is, yeah, that's how you clean up at uh, the end of the day. No, it was the first thing in the morning before the carbon tomat shall biker. This was before the beginning of the new days. Avaida, that's what they did. They took off some of the scoops of ashes from the Mizbeach. In other words, the Avaida, the Mizbeach, that's during the day, the Karbonus, between the carbon in the morning and the carbon tomat in the afternoon. There is an Avaida which comes before that, that's Lafanov, and the, which is the, uh, the ashes. There's an Avaita which comes afterwards, which is the burning of the fat and the limbs which were brought up onto the Mizbeach, which takes all night. So based on this, we can now say, as the Dimyu from Mizbeach to Zeba Teirev, that this comparison of the Mizbeach to a wolf that seizes is Megala, as the Hekta Chalabim Verim of Kalalayla, it's talking about, on the, first of all, about the burning of the fats and the limbs that takes place at night. On Trumas Adeshin Lefanov, and also the the scooping of the ashes, which takes place at the beginning of the day, before the beginning of the day, is the Sagedah from Mizbeach is also to be seen as something to do with the Mizbeach itself. Mizbeach is Tayrab Lefanov Malachra, meaning to say the Mizbeach seizes an Aveda, which is the Trumas Adeshin, the scooping of the ashes. It seizes an Aveda at the end, uh, after the end of the day. Which is the burning of the fats and the limbs? Thus, hey, shleimus in the inyan mizbeach, which means that the perfection of the mizbeach, the akravas gabonos of em b'meshach hayayim is farbun midir avoda v'asiz da of em in the zman shulfanim v'laachav meshach halayla. That if you want to have a perfect day for the mizbeach, it's not just the karbonos which take place during the time of avoda, but it also has to include that which comes before the beginning of the Aveda, which is the ashes, and that which comes after the end, the conclusion of the Aveda, which is the burning of the fat. 
as it says in the Mefarshim, Chayavim Lahashir, Menevarim Achalavim Lahakta Balayla, that it was, what happens if you had only not enough, not that many uh, limbs and stuff that had to be burned? Could you do it during the, the whole thing during the day and then uh, take the night off? He says, no, you have to leave some of it for the night. Lekavad Amakim in honor of Hashem. Kadesh Leyehei Batal HaMezbeach, Leyehei Batal HaMezbeach, said that Mezbeach is never sitting unoccupied it's always there's something going on in Mizbeach all the time in other words that the burning of the uh, fat and the limbs was not just it was there was no time to do it during the day so we ended up doing some of it at night no it was an essential part of what happens on the Mizbeach and that's what is meant by Ze'ev Tairif that it grabs also into its orbit the ashes in the morning and the burning of the fat at night.